Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Eric Killips. We recorded this last week at my home in Portland, Oregon. Before we get started, I want to give a quick update on the Tall Poppy String Band Kickstarter for our debut album. We're right on track, 35% there with 20 days to go. So, if you go right now and pledge your support, you can probably get it done before the first tune of this episode finishes. After you do that, check out Tall Poppy String Band's Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We just posted a new music video. Give that a like and share it around. Maybe drop a comment so the algorithm thinks it's more important. Link to the Kickstarter in the show notes for this episode. Thanks for making that happen, everyone. Stick around afterwards, and I'll tell you how to keep up with Eric Killips. But first, here's our interview and jam. Enjoy. Thank you. 
Oh, what a sweet tune. So good. Yeah. Eric little, Phillips. Little lullaby, almost. Yeah. <laughs> good, good way to start. Now I have to recollect myself. I'm too relaxed to interview. That's oh, all right. <laughs> Eric Killips, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. I am good friends now <laughs> with your dad, Scott Killips. Yeah. And I have heard about you a ton and maybe heard about another brother as well <laughs> and maybe couldn't keep them straight for a bit. But mostly I, I heard about... Eric Killips, who plays Irish fiddle. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, it would be great to great to meet him someday. And I w- wouldn't necessarily uh, planning on asking you to come on the show because um, I'm always a little bit sheepish with Irish players because uh, I can only I can only do so much <laughs> in, in, a, in an Irish session. It's pretty tricky on five string. Yeah, do you play the five string banjo? I mean, I can. I could play like five tunes, maybe. But yeah. <laughs> no, not really. Yeah. <laughs> but enough to know that Irish tunes would be challenging. <laughs> yeah, they're they're a bit rough. Climber so. doesn't suit jig rhythms or things like that. But I was talking to Kate Gregory. Yep. And she was saying you should just have Eric on. He plays old time music. I do play old time. And music. I was like, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> the lead was buried. So I I offered that maybe we could, you know, maybe I could learn an Irish tune or two, uh, and you're like, I'm just going to play all, all time music. And here we are. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I dusted off my tunes and realized they, they weren't as dusty as I thought. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I would say so. Where's this one from? Uh, yeah, this one's from Earl White who, um, I, I guess I saw mostly at like parties when he lived here or festivals. Like I remember, yeah, you haven't been here a long time, but there was a period where my dad was doing house parties and house concerts and square dances and stuff. So he'd have these old time parties occasionally. And I remember being in like the back room of my dad's house, listening yeah. to Earl White play tunes like that or Elzik's Farewell. Or he's got a couple of these big tunes that he does, and he's got his scratchy back and forth bowing and mm. that I just loved sitting and listening to. How old were you when Earl would come over? Like what? I don't actually know the timeline there. Sure. Um, I think this was about like when I got home from college. There was a year, year and a half, I forget, where I was crashed at my folks' place still. So that would have been around like probably 2011 or so. Yeah. But he moved away pretty soon after that. So I was probably only a little bit. And then plus like when I was coming home for, from uh, college for summers and stuff. Sure. I would have seen him. Yeah, so you kind of like times. would hear his playing here and there, catch him at the tail end when you actually moved back. Yeah, this time I here. think that tune I like uh, actually learned from uh, Robin Burns. Oh, great, Mike and Robin. Yeah, of course. I think if I remember correctly, I think it was actually up at Dare to Be Square in okay, very in good Seattle playing a little hallway jam with Robin, and she. That too. An- another like, Pacific Northwest <laughs> Earl White acolyte. Yeah, she was the one who was taking lessons with him. So yeah, brought a lot of those tunes right to on. us. Wow, I sure would love to meet him someday because he left such a huge impression. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so much inspiration in his wake. Yeah. yeah. So I would imagine that you probably had some old time music influence from your dad. 
as well. Did you have another parent who also played? Or no, is it just Scott? Just my dad. Yeah, my mom, she plays like a little bit of piano, but yeah, not regularly. She's not even like super into music. Like she doesn't really like going out to concerts that much. It's like bored halfway through. It's understandable. <laughs> I could so, be home, yeah, not listening to music. <laughs> it's just—it's always been my dad's thing, and he's the opposite. Where he's super into music, he's a big participator. <laughs> he loves showing up to things. Yeah, I mean, like even when he was working super long hours, getting like five hours of sleep, he'd be out, he'd yeah. be out at the moon, like listening to Foghorn or something. Yeah, making it happen. However, he had to do it. But that was, um, you know, he, he's always been a huge music fan, but I, I didn't, like, grow up hearing him play banjo or anything for the most part. He had a banjo. He knew a handful of little tunes, but hmm. it, was, it was mostly when I was in about middle school age that Foghorn String Band started playing their dances at the Kennedy School. Yeah. And that's when we really got into it. Um, and that's when he started studying banjo seriously. Yeah. And... Yeah, I was already taking Irish fiddle lessons. Who who are you studying time. with? Uh, with Dan Compton. That name sounds familiar. I don't know if I met him. Yeah, he he actually moved to uh, to Amsterdam this year. Oh, okay, so he's not here anymore. But yeah, he like played conjure dance at my parents' wedding at Shampooy Park. Like oh wow, way back. Amazing. So we all we had that long running connection, and then yeah. yeah so I started taking with him when I was about 10. I've been to a wedding at Shampooy Park. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's a <laughs> where <spot>. you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't have a contra dance at this one, though. Yeah. Yeah. So we had that connection. And I started with, like, Suzuki classical technique when I was about six. But um, a couple of years after that, I just kind of switched gears to fiddle. Yeah, who's, whose idea was that? Probably my dad's. <laughs> yeah. But specifically Irish? Uh... Well, at the time it was Suzuki, but... Uh, well, I mean, like, when you sw- when switched, switched into fiddling. Yeah. I don't remember exactly, because I... <clears throat> when I first switched from Suzuki to maybe a little more fiddle-oriented stuff, the teacher was someone who did classical stuff, too, and it was kind of non, non-denominational fiddle. Sure. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot Just of that like around book. here. And there was, well, yeah, contra dance music seems to. That's the. That. But I was learning out of a book that had old time tunes, had some Irish tunes. And yeah. We moved, we were, yeah, we were living in California at the time. We moved back up here. And then I kind of, that's when I sort of settled on Dan as my teacher for the next six years or something. Yeah. When did old time music enter the picture? When, when <clears throat> did you start picking up old time tunes and why? To, to play? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it wasn't... It, it was a long time after that, I guess. After, like, we started going to the dances and everything, I enjoyed being out hearing Foghorn, like, the music didn't play it. <laughs> so I went off to college to study Irish music, and I was playing all Irish music before that, and playing in, like, an Irish punk band. And oh, fun. Doing, doing different things that were not old-time. Sure. Even though it was kind of like, you know golden age of old time music in Portland. That's what people say, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I was, I guess it was coming back uh, in summers from college 
even though I was studying Irish music, I, we, the first summer I came back from college was the first year we went to fiddle tunes. Oh, great. And I think that helped. <laughs> There's a lot of old time there, so, specifically, yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I think I, I think I'm misremembering here. That is that is all true, but I think now that I'm thinking about it, back in middle school, I feel like I did go to one or two fiddle classes at uh, what's that? It's a little church. Um, Sammy Lind was teaching these fiddle classes at a little church that, mm. like, what was it called? I forget. It was down off like near Rosa Parks maybe I'm trying to think but he taught a little monthly class and I think I did sit in for a couple of those huh. maybe that was the first time so the place that like you'd go here like Krusty Bunk punk yeah. bands play out and stuff but of course there's a crossover with that scene yeah. in the old time community at the time so there's also fiddle classes there and stuff but <clears throat> when I really seriously started doing it was coming home going to fiddle tunes I don't even know why we hadn't heard of the festival before that, but Dan Conn was like, you should come up to this. So I went up, like, this is amazing. Why haven't I been going here my whole life? Yeah. Was it the the character of the music or specifically, like, the community and, like, the party of old-time music that made you... Did you want to be able to hang out with the people or were you like, I like these tunes specifically and I want to learn how to do this? Uh, I think it was more, more the community. Because you already have like, you know, a community of Irish musicians. You know, I do. <clears throat> it's getting better now, but like, I don't know. The old time scene has always had better dances, better parties. Oh, okay. Like, I don't know. There's more buzz in the community. Interesting. More people doing it. I, I think that Irish music has a higher barrier to entry. Right. You can't just know three chords on a guitar and be able to sure. sit on a jam. So there maybe isn't as much social Yeah, it's just widely except like harder to get into. Yeah. There weren't like sessions I could go to until I was twenty one really. There was like one or two. Because they're all at like over twenty one. Yeah, there are bars. Yeah. And, um I don't know, there's just a lot of things that I think the old time community was bigger and more happening and yeah. drawing people in more and I think the genre is just easier to get into. Interesting. Yeah, I've always heard that like Portland had like a huge Irish music scene like in re in relation to, at least to its size um, that it's like well represented. I guess I was a little surprised to hear, we, hear yeah, you we, say that there's more stuff to do in all time here. Yeah. yeah, we've got a good scene and I think especially like 90s, early 2000s, it's really happening in that time period. And maybe kind of settled a little bit after that. And I feel like recently I'm post-pandemic pretty inspired by, we've got, you know, like you mentioned Kate Gregory and yeah. Emma and Barron, who you had on here. Yeah, there's uh, some new <clears throat> people with a lot of energy. Yeah, a couple <laughs> yeah. Uh, those guys, uh, another couple, Sam and Laura, who I'm not sure if you've run into... Um, you know, like one or two other people. So it's like, it's almost like 10 new people that are like 
not my parents' age. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with people my parents' age, but I felt like for a while, I was like, there's so few of us, like, yeah, sure. for the next wave. <laughs> yeah, you got to have multiple. And it feels like we got this fresh infusion, so feeling inspired okay. that we, we have we have the core to have house parties and yeah. stuff. <laughs> what do you want to play next? Uh, I actually want to retune. <laughs> I'm thinking, uh, let's see, I've got, I've got one in standard tuning so maybe we'll go there okay cool yeah what uh what tune is it uh it's Aura Lee oh okay I can't remember if I sat down to learn it or I feel like it's just one that stuck in my head after yeah <laughs> like uh when I was trying to dig up tunes for this I just it just floated just to the surface came in and I was like yeah. do I know that or have yeah. I just heard it too much <laughs> what's it called and how's it spelled Aura Lee O-R-A Orally. Great. Isn't that isn't that a bread? A brand? <laughs> a bread brand? Or that's Sara Lee. Yeah, something like that. something else. Or Maybe I'm thinking of Oragel and Sara Lee. If they were to join forces bread. to make teeth cleaning bread. Uh, <laughs> so, and where did you get this? Yeah, so it's from the Banging and Sawing album oh, great. by Bob Carlin and all those fiddlers yeah <laughs> it's one that i've yeah it's probably one of the big albums for me for getting tunes i don't listen i i listen to some old time music but not a ton and the ones that i like i have a few kind of key spots that i go for yeah. you got earl my tunes you got banging and son <laughs> randa gellert's yeah uh huge <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> like a lot of my tunes are just straight copied from randa gellert because i don't know not not being a old time fiddler and like I need someone with clean bowing that I can hear yes. and imitate and the scratchy stuff and sometimes I'm like what, are you, what did you do there how do I do that so she she has very clean bowing players like her yeah. and Sammy and yeah Dirk Powell yeah all those guys are you know the slightly newer not the Tommy Gerald sure <laughs> slightly newer than Tommy Gerald generation <laughs> yeah <laughs> cool alright well, let's play it yeah ready to go here yeah Thank you. 
So sweet. Yeah. I I'm wondering I'm wondering what the rest of the set is going to be because so far you've chosen two fiddle tunes that hang out kind of on the on the lower mm-hmm. end uh, <laughs> of the fiddle. And uh I feel like that's a little bit more unique for old time tunes at least. I don't know how it is for Irish tunes. Most old times I know old time tunes I know have a section that's on the E string and it's like how many notes can I fit in? <laughs> uh, and and I have to go up to the B regardless of what the yeah well, you know, what key it's in. I got when I when we get to the cross tune stuff, we'll uh, we'll get up there. <laughs> no, I'm having a great time having a chill, uh, low yeah. low tune off jam. With the slow sweet stuff, yeah. and we're growing up to the big stuff. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I mean, Irish tunes do that too. I find all time structure and Irish structure is reversed. How so? Or like, old time tunes usually start high and B parts low. Oh and yeah, Irish tunes yeah. often do it in reverse. A parts low, B parts high. I wonder why. It seems <laughs> well, energy yeah. wise, it's like let's, you know, let's get you warmed up and then go up high. But the old time is like. But then it's like every time it comes back around, you get sure. that boost. So it's like. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, so you get tunes from uh, from Bangin' and Son and from Earl White and uh, well, yeah. What do you want to play next? 
Yeah, um, here we'll go to Cross G. I was talking about Raina Gellert and play a Raina Gellert tune. That was good. Or one that I got from her. Yeah, so this tune, <clears throat> this tune is uh, Wolves of Howling. Oh, yeah. Um, I this love this version tune. version is from, there's like a YouTube video of at some festival, maybe at Clifftop or something, and it's Randy Gellert's playing it with uh, John Herman. Hmm. So, obviously it rocks. Yeah, great. <laughs> cool. Can't wait. All right, from the top? Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you. 
<laughs> Told you we'd get up there. <laughs> there we are. Ah, <laughs> oh, what a cool team. Yeah. Sort of, aren't there like words? I feel like I've heard words to that. There are. Uh, it's, it's like foreboding. It's like the wolves are coming to get us. <laughs> like. There's some versions I've heard like. Maybe it was like a Bruce Molsky one where he really like tries to lean into creating a howling <laughs> sound before he really dives into the tune. I'm curious what it was like going from Irish fiddling, which I I'm under the impression that y'all don't do a lot of you know high bass or cross tune or calico or anything like that. You just stay in standard for the most part, yeah, or standard and relative to yourself at least. And uh, I'm curious what it was like to start messing around with that like tension on your, on your instrument. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I mean, it's fun. I like doing a bunch of drones and stuff. And it brings out a whole different side of your fiddle. Yeah. And it makes a bigger sound. So like that. I think fingering, you know, is a little tricky at first. Uh-huh. So you're like, wait, that's not where I expect that to be anymore. And, sure. But if you're, I guess if you're learning a tune in the tuning, and you just learn it in that fingering in the first place, it's not so bad. Yeah. It's harder, like, with my, uh, you know, my Irish friends with our band, we like to bring in some old-time tunes, and I'm like, either I have to retune or I have to relearn it in standard uh-huh. tuning and try and... <laughs> drone as much as I can with double stops sure. and like imitate as closely as possible without retuning or just retune and go with it and you know uh-huh. interrupt the set a little bit <laughs> yeah old time audiences are uh, I think especially patient because they're they're going to expect it's like oh I can't wait they're still tuning here it comes it must be real good if they're still tuning you guys probably uh, are more or like strategic right do a couple in this key and a couple in this key and so you're not retuning every set <laughs> you know you would think so <laughs> but I've seen some some of the best all time all time performances I've seen are like yeah I don't know they just like they just bring they just bring it in to the like this is part of the experience yeah yeah but uh, I mean I guess if you're getting into all the weird Calico and like speaking of that banging and saw sawing yeah. album, there's like that old sledge tune that's got its own tuning just for the tune. Yeah, <laughs> that unavoidable. That uh, fire in the mountain. Were you doing that in high bass or were you doing that in standard? Uh, that was in high bass. Okay, yeah, it works pretty well in standard too. It's not doesn't include too many notes that really need to be sure. Yeah, I guess most tunes. Yeah. I, I was a little I was interested in that because it does that thing that I hear specifically cross tune tunes do most mostly, which is the A part and the B part are the, same, the same at yeah. a different octave. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but maybe the I guess the fingerings would have to be different, but it's still like, yeah, this is what we, this is what the tune calls for. Yeah, yeah, I mean, since it's since it's only high bass, half your fingering is standard. Yeah. And half of it is crossed, so... Sure. Yeah. It's not too hard to just shift everything down. And in fact, I'm probably more used to playing it that way. When I actually tuned up to low bass today, I found that starting the B part, I was always trying to figure uh-huh. what I didn't need to because I was a step up. 
<laughs> but no, it is it is fun. It's definitely different coming into old time music. Aside from just like the tuning, like the bowing is so different. And that's the harder part. Yeah, uh, I've, I've you know I've had this described to me so many times the difference between Irish and old time bowing. But maybe you have a different take, or maybe you can help flesh out the difference. Um, yeah, what what is different about it? Does one do a Nashville shuffle in Irish? Like that kind of thing? Does that happen? Or do you just not do that? I don't know. I mean, I think... I don't know. Irish bowling is just like all over the place. Everyone does their own thing. And I know that that's probably true for old time too. But there feels like there are more patterns and... I feel like more like I'm on train tracks and I'm playing an old time tune where if like if huh. I get off the tracks, yeah. I'm screwed. <laughs> Interesting. But certain kinds of bowing, you know, like playing like that James Bryan tune, like his bowing's totally different from what I'd hear a lot of yeah. more Tommy Gerald influence people doing and It seems like the difference too isn't isn't just the 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 combinations of patterns of which direction you're going, but it's also where the eighth notes land. Because uh, yeah. I feel like when I'm playing Irish music, even things that aren't, like, obviously swung in a particular way, it's like, I know this scale, and I know that these are eighth notes, if you're counting eighth note as the shortest note. Um, I don't know how Irish musicians do when they write it down. Um but I still, I'm just like, I have no idea what's going on. And part of it's the rhythm. It's like, I don't know how to yeah, lean into this like pocket. Ten or so different tune types that each have their own pocket. And yeah. who plays them, you know, different styles of how to play those tune types. And yeah, the bone changes a lot. And I don't know. It's so automatic for me at this point that I don't think consciously about yeah. it too much. But I have to think about it when I'm playing old time more. Yeah, because you're saying you're on tracks and it feels more like that often where if like i'm trying to throw in a variation in my bowings if i'm going on the wrong direction or something and i'm not oh my down bows where i need to be or something is is there like a less predictable amount of notes per phrase so it switches you so it turns you upside down if you try to change things up is that what's going on then yeah or just like i haven't spent enough time to like, in, I, in Irish music, if I throw in a different variation or ornament or something, I don't think about it. Sure. And my bowing just ends up in the right, in, in right. A, a right place, whether yeah, it's sure. B right place. But my old-time tunes, I often feel like I had to, like, work out the bowing to make it sound right. And if I interesting too far, <laughs> yeah. it gets painful sometimes. Yeah. And I don't like... I feel like I often hear... Maybe it's like beginner old time people or Irish musicians trying to play old time people throw in just like extra shuffles and there's a lot of like filler. Yeah. Bows and I hate that. You hate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm an Irish player coming right. in, like maybe yeah. that's part of the problem is that my pet peeve to hear just right. filling filling <laughs> bows that and, and not to say that shuffling's bad, but when it's like shuffling in place of a phrase just to be like this will make it sound old time if i just shuffle a lot it's right like, where's your like flowy phrases too and yeah it's like uh um pretending to it's like dick van dyke doing a cockney accent yeah. <laughs> or something it's like you don't know this isn't 
this isn't anything. Yeah, not to hate on anyone who's still learning or anything, but just like sure. If I if I find myself doing that, I'm yeah. just like, oh, what am I doing? So I really want to get the phrases right and the big down, but I was in the right spot to really drive the tune. Well, when I fiddle, I just um, completely dissociate, and I can't be <laughs> held responsible for whatever happens. <laughs> what do you want to play next? Um, sure, let's do. That was what number three. Let's do. Let's do one more down here, and then we'll go up to A. Yeah, great. So this one, <clears throat> this is. Uh, what's it called? Um, Old Hench Cackled. Oh yeah. Play that tune. Yeah, I have. <laughs> let's see yeah. if I remember. it. Or if this is the same version. This one is from John Hoffman and Mac Benford. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know anything about them. It was just an album that ended up on my iPad. Yeah, iPod very good. From my dad, and I was looking for tunes. I know John Hoffman's son, David. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just dive in. Yeah. All right, here we go. Thank you. 
So that's one that uh did play with my like Irish group and we'd actually put it go into yeah. an Irish tune after it, so Yeah. Across, Which Irish tune afterwards? Fox Hunters. Okay. I don't think I know that's that. That's a big one. If I remember the cross fingering. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> With the, the D string, but. <laughs> I think that sounds familiar to me. Too. Yeah, it's a really common one. It's like a, a big one to finish the night on, kind of thing. So speaking five part tune, <laughs> a five part tune. Right? I think so. Yeah, it's a big one. Speaking of your band, we have one tune left. But before we go, this is usually the part of the show where I ask my guests where people can follow <clears throat> what you're up to musically or. Sure buy things or hire you for things all that sure, kind of thing sure, where sure. do people go yeah so my my band is uh, it's called Neurosi and we have a website Neurosi.com that's N-A-R-O-S-A-I it means the roses in Irish oh, yeah um, we're not super active like as a performing group these days but sure. we're all <laughs> playing out at pubs uh, regularly so you can find us all yeah so T.C. O'Leary's is yeah, the place to go. That's the place to go, yeah. Talk to Kate about that yeah. uh, when she was on. Um, so every Monday, this gig she's been doing, and I will be there every other Monday these, these days. There's another fiddler who's just moved out to uh, Hood River, so kind of the, the off week when he's not doing Yeah. That. And then every Sunday there is where two of my bandmates play. So two, two bandmates play on... Sunday and one slash two when I'm there play on sure <laughs> so between Sunday and Monday you can find the four of us yeah that's right the most reliable spot right so, now Sundays and Mondays yep. at TC O'Leary's yeah two to five yeah. on Sundays and seven to nine on Mondays alright cool yeah thanks so much for doing this yeah I uh we were planning on doing this tomorrow night in, in the text the text <laughs> of our communications that we were going to do this tomorrow night I was like can't wait till tonight you're like uh, you mean tomorrow <laughs> I'm yeah I'm like have like a big date with my partner planned for tomorrow night and you were very gracious about it you were like I could just, I could just do it and I don't got anything going on yeah the tunes will be slightly rustier than tomorrow but <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what do you want to play for this last tune I'm going to do uh, Road to Melbourne oh yeah great Thanks again, Eric. Yeah, it's, it's great to be here. Yeah. <clears throat> good to good to finally meet you. <laughs> yeah. After years. Yeah. I would have called you up sooner. I thought that you were the other one and that you were in Astoria, but I no, never I, go there. <laughs> I've been here. You've been here. <laughs> great. Well, let's play tunes off record sometime. Yeah. yeah. I need to... I'm really bad about going out to any old-time events. Like Same. I'll, <laughs> I'll go to, you know, Caleb's spare room shows and things like that. Yeah. Rarely go to jams or dances, or okay. I gotta go down to my dad's jam one of these days. It's a great jam. I've never been. Yeah. <laughs> He's been doing that for years. Yeah, well, it'll be there one way or the other, and he'll he'll show up <laughs> as he does. By the way, 
Scott has showed up to like basically every little like old time party uh, that I've that I've thrown around here, and uh, he always shows up. And the only time that he hasn't shown up to the thing that I've invited him to was when I was like, "Hey, do you want to come do an episode of Get Up in the Pool?" Totally ghosted me. Yeah. <laughs> so th- I know he's going to listen to this, Scott. I would still want you to come be on Get Up in the Cool if you're interested. And uh, I know you saw my message because you see all my messages and you always show up. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> standing standing invite. <laughs> well, uh, on that note, uh, Road to Malvern. Road to Malvern. Great. Yeah, so I don't know where you first heard this, but for me it was that Light and Hitch album. Yeah, sure. It's a big one. I remember coming home. It was between my uh, junior and senior years of college, third and fourth year, and got picked up at the airport by my dad, and that CD was in the car, so yeah. first tune I, I heard driving back into Portland was Road to Malvern. Mm. Like, what is this? I have to learn this tune. So. It's so glorious. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's absolutely been ever since. Yeah. Good, good work, Jim. You did yeah, it. Did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. 
Visit Neurosi.com to find out more about Eric Killip's band and see him and members of his band play live on Sundays and Mondays at TCO Leary's here in Portland, Oregon. Pre-order your copy of Tall Poppy String Band's debut album now. Just follow the link to our Kickstarter in the show notes for this episode and let people know about it when you do. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Tall Poppy String Band for updates on the campaign. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to get up in the cool.